Are you wandering in the wilderness? Or are you a voice in the wilderness? Welcome to the Revival Cry podcast. This is your host, Eric Miller. Isaiah 40 verse 3 says, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. The goal of this podcast is to encourage you to use the voice God has given you to make Jesus famous. Every week, we will share principles from the Word of God, interviews, and encouragement in order to strengthen your voice. Thank you for joining me today, and now here is today's podcast. We are now on our segment of Ask Mosi Pastor, and... Uh... Well, this is going to be a very interesting morning because he's not alone. He actually brought his nephew <laughs> to also give a fresh perspective probably on the mindset of uh, young people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because today we'll be asking the question, how can we use knowledge to glorify God? Not th- talking about Daniel. And Daniel on uh, course, ch- chapter 1 definitely is very young. And... Um, he is already experienced when it comes to having a relationship with the Lord, but it has to be tested. Mm. And to answer that question today, he is, of course, from Fire School Ministries. Let's all welcome Pastor Eric Miller. Pastor, good morning. Good morning. It's good to be with you today. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. And uh, you'll just introduce your nephew for us, okay? Absolutely. This is my nephew, Devin. How are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Welcome, Devin. He's from upstate New York. Mm. Mm. Nice. So, Pastor, to go to that question, because, um, you know, everybody's very interested in knowing this, that, um, yeah, people could have knowledge about God, but then, um, is it superficial knowledge, or does it have to be tested by fire? And with this, how do we glorify God? I think all of us have a measure of understanding. You know, the scripture says we all have been given a measure of faith. Mm. Mm. So we all have an ability to have a certain level of knowledge. And depending upon what we feed our spirit, our soul, is where that knowledge will grow. So if knowledge is used by growing you know, by reading the Word of God, spending time with the Lord, growing in a community of believers, then I think we're going to be able to endure mm. hardship. But if we don't feed ourselves from yeah. the Word of God mm. and we have knowledge, it doesn't mean that that knowledge should just be stored back there and because we have it stored it'll uh. work for us when god wills it <laughs> it's actually something god's given us to mm. put into practice especially during those times and seasons that we really need it mm. now uh, of course our scripture for today is coming from daniel chapter one and this is the time when daniel said that um test us We'll just eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. And um, if we look better, then can you please allow us to continue? And of course, Daniel definitely showed he and his three friends that they're much better than the others. Right. Yeah, and uh, they, their testimony basically is not just on the spiritual, but even on the physical. Mm. And God was glorified in this. Yes. Yeah, he was absolutely glorified. I, we're reading from that verse 17 says God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams and then it says in verse 
20 that as the king was interviewing them after they had done this what we call the daniel fast Mm -hmm. it says in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which a king examined them he found them 10 times better Mm -mm. than all the magicians astrologers who were in all his realm Mm -hmm. so we believe god is a supernatural god Mm -hmm. amen and you cannot just understand god with knowledge only Mm -hmm. that's how probably the king and the babylonians were trying to understand god in just with intellect Mm -hmm. but then daniel and his friends gave themselves over to the wisdom of god fasting and praying and as they did they had revelation that was beyond their intellect Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it was not something that the astrologers and the magicians of nebuchadnezzar could actually give to him Uh -uh. which became extremely important later on and gave daniel so much favor Mm. and leadership Mm. yeah of course we acknowledge that uh, all these abilities are from the lord amen and because daniel had this uh, great faith in the lord as we know as we read his uh, story in the bible but he represents the, the young people i mean he's very young here yes. and it's not uh, common to young people to show this kind of faith in the lord mm-hmm. especially compared to the modern time you know right. the time mm-hmm. where we are at right now mm-hmm. and this is a challenge to the churches i mean you as a pastor um it's a challenge to really mold the young people towards great faith in the lord faith like daniel mm-hmm. right in our modern time because there are so many distractions we have the yeah. technology and all that uh, but back then daniel only had you know his friends right and uh, the torah <laughs> yeah he <laughs> scroll the scrolls <laughs> <laughs> so as a pastor um how do you deal with these challenges uh, in our modern time you know i think we're trying to win young people over by showing them how cool we are Uh by how much technology we understand (laughs) you know that we know what's going on we try to use certain words and i don't think that'll ever work to bring people into the kingdom you know this guy devin grew up going to church but really just surrendered his life to the lord in april right yeah just recently (laughs) and in doing so there's all that knowledge has been you know pricked by the holy spirit Uh Mm -hmm. and he reminded him of what he learned Mm. right train up a child in the way they go when they get old they won't depart and now when he surrendered his his life to the lord he's had this we we call it fire yes (laughs) (laughs) we call it this burning heart right we're not our hearts burning within us Mm. and 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 it brought him to the philippines Mm. He's never been outside of America, outside of New York State, and he was supposed to only be here two weeks, quit his job, and now he's staying until October. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. But I like that. I like that because I think it goes beyond knowledge. It goes into uh, knowledge applied. We call that wisdom. Yes. And it establishes his steps. It orders his steps. That's Mm -hmm. what God does. And I just see the lord using him as he wants to use anybody who doesn't just store the knowledge away but just says god i want to know you i want to experience you Mm. you know i want you to have your way in my life Mm. because he'll respond 
Right. So <laughs> it's possible that uh, a person calls himself a Christian with knowledge about the Bible, but not really converted or saved. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, that's who the Pharisees were. Yeah. Mm. They they had a knowledge of God, and and Jesus said, "I didn't come to." abolish the law right. or the words of the prophets i came to fulfill them mm. i'm the word who became flesh mm. I, I i if i just imagine if god just left us the bible and yeah. said i hope you figure it out uh. <laughs> i mean that would be very <laughs> difficult mm. yeah. and there's a lot of so-called holy books out there yes that you don't have any communication with the author mm. But he wants us to know him, not just know about him. Yes. Yeah. I'm curious about how it came about with you, uh, Abe, uh, Devon. Devon, yes. When uh, you realized that, hey, all these are making sense now. I mean, I've known this for a long time because you grew up in the church, attending mm -hmm. church regularly, uh, reading the Bible, and uh, being involved in Christian activities. But uh, it didn't make sense until this year. <laughs> yeah, so basically, <laughs> like... I was looking for like purpose mm -hmm. in like everything of the world. Like mm -hmm. I tried to figure out who I was or what I was here for for years and years, and I never was able to. Mm -hmm. And then one day I was like, "Let me try, for like God. Let me try actually paying attention in church." Mm -hmm. And that kind of just clicked, mm -hmm. and I was like, "This is the answer. Mm -hmm. This is the way like to figure out that it's more than just living life to make money or to do this and that, but to actually have a bigger purpose." It's mm. awesome. So it was an intentional move on your part. Yeah, and for the most part, yeah. Mm. It was like I felt like in my soul, like let me try it, let me try it, let me try it. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll try it. And mm. then here I am now. So thank <laughs> God. Praise God. Well, of course, we know from Scripture that we can never go to Christ unless the Father draws us. Mm. Mm. And for mm -hmm. you to realize that, you knew in your heart that actually God wants to be close with you. Because you've been in church, right? Mm -hmm. But you never had the relationship. Right. And now that uh, you know that God loves you so much that He gave His Son to you and for you, mm. how did that you know, affect you in a, a, a deep way? So, like, it, I felt, like, empty for years. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I realized that, like someone or like God actually cares and like it's more than just I don't know how to describe it but it like it fills you up in a way that like things of this earth can't even like family love or other people it's like a whole different feeling mm. where it's like there's so much more to do and now you have a burden to also share that yeah, uh, of very course much with others so. mm. and um, then again um, this is not about you this is about God and bringing him glory always and uh, what was the first thing that you did after you received Jesus the first thing I did I think it was like within two weeks I planned to come here uh -huh. within like two weeks I think it was I talked to my cousin because we got saved around the same time uh -huh. and so it's funny like a year ago when we were both living in sin his mom had a vision or a dream of us coming to the Philippines. Really? But I was like, eh, I don't know. You know, because at that time, <laughs> I didn't really care to come for ministry-wise. Uh -huh. And then after we got saved, like two weeks later, he was like, we should buy the tickets. So mm. then contacted him uh -huh. and got it going. And yeah, so that was like the first thing I did. Mm. So what was, what was the first thing that came to mind when Devin told you, Uncle, we're coming over? 
I said, wow, that's awesome. And it, it, honestly, it really worked out perfectly. My wife had to stay in the States, help our son Jonathan get settled for college. Uh. So I had this two-week window where I could literally just focus on Devin and Frankie, the other young man who came, mm. who's since gone back. And during that time period, it was just a lot of time sharing together, yeah. uh, talking about the Lord, His Word, mm. going out. You know, we have our feeding program, fire school ministry, mm. going out on the streets, things like that. And these guys just fully gave themselves over. Mm. And I love that because. You know, we always quote Second Corinthians five, mm. uh, was it seventeen? Five seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Uh-uh. That whole chapter is about as we're being reconcil- reconciled Styled. to God, yes. we want to reconcile the world to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's this change, and so I love what he just said that when the Lord changed him, he had this immediate desire to go somewhere mm. to share the gospel. Maybe he couldn't articulate all that at once, yeah. but that's what I've seen him do since he's been here. Mm. So It's amazing though, Lord. because usually when people start out, they just, similar to what was mentioned in Acts 1.8, you start out with your uh, Jerusalem and then your Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Mm. And now you, you've jumped. Directly <laughs> 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 to the ends of the earth. Literally. It's awesome. So was, was it an exciting time for you, you know, as you see God move? Yeah, very exciting. It's made me not want to go home. That's why I'm still here. <laughs> very exciting. What nice. were some of the highlights of you being here and seeing your uncle at work, being with fire school? Definitely a lot of the wisdom he's imparted. Mm. Uh-huh. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit at his kitchen table. <laughs> when was that? Like the second, yeah, first week? The second, third week. The yeah. feeding program. It's great doing that and seeing all those kids and the fire school. Mm. I go there every day for the classes. It's mm. so much power, so powerful. Mm. Mm. Amazing. It is made in the scriptures that we are focusing on today that God gave these men, young men, yeah. these abilities, and yes. He specified for Daniel it was the gift, you know, of understanding dreams and visions yeah. so I mean this is rare nowadays amongst mm. young people although the prophecy in Joel if we remind we are reminded of that that in the last days yeah. you know, right. young men will see visions and all and yeah. we are still waiting for that time I think to, yeah. to take place because uh, it's not common nowadays right I you yeah. know, in regards to what you're saying, that was repeated by Peter mm. in Acts chapter 2 out on the day of Pentecost yeah. yes. when he went out and started preaching and people said, these guys are drunk. You know, uh-huh. why are they speaking <laughs> these other languages? Mm. And he said, we're not drunk as you think we are. Mm. You know, this is what was said by the prophet Joel. Yes. Right. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit. So from that point on until now, the Lord has poured out his spirit. Mm. Unfortunately, I think we don't see young people with this burning passion for God, exactly. this desire to share his word, because we have tried to encourage we've allowed them to take shortcuts Mm. without experiencing real repentance in their life. And so when he came to, he's been around, you know, the Pentecostal charismatic, you know, churches and, you know, for the most part, that's where I am a lot of times, but I see many times where we are, 
talking about fitting God into our life instead of repenting, being responsible. Uh. And I think that devalues the type of encounters we'll have with the Lord yeah. mm-hmm. and, and leads us into depending on knowledge mm. and yeah. not being led by the Holy Spirit like we should. Yeah. And, and when you see young people that are, you know, hungry, on fire for God, spending time with Jesus in the secret place, sharing their faith. That's not something that a pastor or anybody can make happen. Yeah, I think we have to learn how to plant those seeds to lead them to a place of personal responsibility and then trust that the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing oh, yeah, man. and to lead people to greater depths of his love yeah mm-hmm. i agree to that i mean we were just talking about proverbs 1 7 yesterday yeah. that the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge yeah, but right. fools despise wisdom and understanding so uh you mentioned earlier that uh, knowledge applied is actually wisdom right and uh, it's ironic because our world today has access easy access to knowledge i mean you can google everything oh, yeah. you know uh, bible resources online i mean uh, name it and you right. can have it at the tip of your finger just one click away or you just ask google or ask google <laughs> <laughs> pastor google i mean there's no excuse because our emphasis today is uh, more on the importance of education in terms mm. of our relationship with god right. we need knowledge we need information we need facts sure. to effectively share the word of god and be educated properly so that we can um, deliver or handle the word of god correctly right. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's lacking, and uh, this is what I agree on, is the empowerment of God in our lives, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Because uh, if we do things on our own, we are skillful, we are wise, I mean, we are intelligent, mm-hmm. and then without the leading of the Spirit, it will not be effective. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's something that we need to teach our churches nowadays, not only young, the youth, but even churches who find that they're being a Christian not so right. m- maybe bright like a light <laughs> or salty like a salt, uh, ineffective, that right. is, because we are missing that one very important factor, which is uh, full dependence on the Spirit's guidance. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, because mm. like I knew God, and like I could quote scriptures right. growing up and everything, mm. but I had no fear of God, mm. and I didn't feel like I needed Him. Mm. Like it was more like I'm doing Him a favor by going to church. Uh-huh. But that's so wrong now mm. that I see it. But it's very true. Mm. Yeah, I think that's kind of the effect of our modern gospel. Yeah. We've allowed the gospel to be changed, and we don't preach what Jesus preach you know repent and believe Mm, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and we're trying to narrow everything down to just take this step take this step take this step and we have it really structured in our minds but i think that there's a way that seems right to man Mm. but even just having knowledge i mean the devil knows that he's god Mm. that demons believe that jesus was lord yes they don't want to admit it but that doesn't necessarily make them saved Mm. and so in order to be saved in order to be used by god we have to surrender we have to partner with god we have to take that knowledge and say 
what do I have to do to position my life before God? He's not positioning himself for me. I'm positioning myself for him. Mm-hmm. He already did his part. Yeah. Now I got to do my part. Yeah. It's also interesting to know about uh, you, Devon, because as you've mentioned, uh, you gr- you've uh, grown in church and you can quote scripture, but um, it wasn't truth for you. Yeah, it was like I would confess my sins, uh-huh. you know, and think like I would say the prayer, but confession without action is it's not repentance. Mm-hmm. It's there's a big difference between just confessing your sins and actually repenting for your sins. Yeah. So like even before I got saved, mm-hmm. it was like two months before huh. I thought I I was like okay I'm gonna do it and I confessed my sins and whatnot, but then I fell right back because it wasn't repentance. Huh. And uh, going back to that, what I mentioned about truth, of course we know that Jesus said that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Absolutely. And man. now you've been set free from basically that bondage, you know, of being just by yourself and having all of these head knowledge, but there's no application mm-hmm. because it's not true for you. But when you encounter the real Christ, You were set free, and now you can openly declare that you are a follower of Christ, and you are living your life for Him. Amen. It becomes your testimony. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And God is glorified. Always. Amen. You were going to say something? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, I I was just thinking about what you said, Pastor. Uh, The difference of us gaining knowledge and applying that so that it's wisdom. Mm. Because there's also the danger that even... As Christians, we can just look at the word as knowledge, mm. like the Corinthian church and yeah. Paul Ooh. saying in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, "If I have all of this knowledge, ah, I can right. fathom all of these things, right. but have not love, I gain nothing." Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, we're all Gentiles, mm. <laughs> and and there there was this um, there was this Bible study recently in which the approach that we were doing was uh, to kind of meet them in their knowledge. Uh, uh, the worldly kind of knowledge. Where they're coming from. Yeah, where yes. they're coming from. And so, yeah, that's great to, to fathom all of these things. Right. Sure, but the Holy Spirit was, in a way, kind of kind of reminding me, hmm, the, something's missing mm. because you know that you have been a part of that. That's worldly knowledge. Yeah. But the difference with walking with Christ and this faith that we have in Him is you translate it to something that is more than just this. And this is where His love must come forth. Mm. And so it must translate to action, to people seeing that we are like Christ because of our action, because of His love, Mm. and we show that kind of love. And I think that relates to repentance as well. Because if you... If you have this knowledge of God, but it doesn't change you, then why would you follow Him? If you do not know His love, why would you come to Him? Mm, Right. I don't think it was God's goal for us to ever have to fear Him in order to understand Him. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was His original intention for mankind because there was no sin at the time. But immediately when there was sin... We gave in to pride, so we don't need God anymore. So he had to help us see our need for him. And the only way to do that is to be able to look up and realize that he's holy. Mm. You know, when Isaiah had his encounter in, in Isaiah 6, before 
he was willing to go and do something for God. He had to see the Lord's holiness, yeah. which revealed his own sin. Yeah. And when God cleansed his sin, he was willing to go. Mm. So this process is not accidental. Yeah. And it's it must always be intentional that in the church, preachers of the gospel or, or just witnesses for the Lord, that we emphasize holiness, purity, righteousness, mm. truth, yes. not with the goal of pointing down at people, uh-huh. mm, yeah. but helping them to, you know, by planting these seeds and watering them that the miracle of salvation would take place. That's something that only the Holy Spirit can do. Amen. Amen. That's true. Mm. I can see that uh, one of the greatest enemy in our modern time today in terms of philosophies and beliefs is this thing called relativism. Yeah. Uh. Because mm. everything has become relative nowadays. Yeah. I mean, what's yes. right for me might not be right for you. Yeah. Right. You know, what's bad for you might not be, you know, bad for me. And uh, it manifests in so many sins that are justified nowadays. Yeah. I mean, the lifestyle of you know the uh, homosexuals yeah. nowadays, which is already predicted and uh, have already happened actually yeah. back in the uh, New Testament and Old Testament days. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing's new under the sun. Right. Mm. It's just that people nowadays are smarter and more yeah. intelligent and uh, tapping into the faculty of uh, br- the knowledge and processing information to defend and justify what oh, they yeah. believe, yeah. which are They're worse than clearly, <laughs> <laughs> clearly wrong in the Bible. And that's a challenge for the church, and that is why our youth and uh, people in general are having a hard time identifying or discerning what is godly and what is right. worldly. As a final message to wrap up everything, Pastor, how do we uh, use the relaying of the information as in preaching the Word of God in order to transform minds, which is the the advice of Paul, to not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but Mm -hmm. be transformed? Yeah, you know, I think we have to recognize that whether we believe it or not, it is truth. There Mm -hmm. is, we believe in absolute truth. If I say, if you and I go on two different parts of Buhanging Road here and close our eyes and say, I don't believe in jeepneys, and I walk in the middle of the street, we're both going to become believers sooner or later. (laughs) The reality is that however I feel doesn't change what is truth. Yes. And the fact of the matter is we have to be willing to live the truth as Christians. Mm. Mm. You know, I don't believe revival is for the lost. I believe revival is for the lost because that means that something that was alive died and needs to be revived. Yes. But it was live before. Awakening is for the lost. Those who are living in darkness have seen a great light. Mm. So until we as a church take responsibility for the hypocrisy Mm. that has taken place in our lives in secret, Mm. Uh it's hard for us to point the finger at the homosexuals and everybody else. Because like in in, in America, you know, I believe it's no fault divorce that led to a lot of the challenges with the homosexual agenda. Mm. Uh These are people that Jesus gave his life for. And I think if we'll just, you know, demonstrate it with our life, not just our knowledge, not just our understanding, but we show people that this is real. It's Mm. changes. It's changed my marriage. It's changed Mm. my kids. Changes the way I use my time, my money. Then the world 
wants and is looking for what we have, which yeah. we believe is the truth. Amen. 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 Amen to that. Devin, any message, final message? <laughs> uh, just reiterating what he said about you can know what it is to live a holy life, but not actually live it because mm. you have to make that decision and make the sacrifice to glorify God in what you do. Because, like, I knew what a holy life was. My mom told me what it was every day, mm. but it's just I didn't want to make that decision. Mm. So That's it's good. just all about that sacrifice. Wonderful. It's a conscious, intentional decision on yes. our part Amen. to really hold on to the truth, live it out, because it's going to be useless if uh -huh. uh, we just allow it to be stuck in our brains. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pastor Eric Miller of Fire School of Ministries, uh, thank you so much. Thank and you. Uh, Devon, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> thank you for listening to Revival Cry with Eric Miller. Please subscribe, rate, and write a review for this podcast on iTunes, cpnshows.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To find out more or partner with our missions work around the world, please visit us at revivalcry.org. I look forward to being with you next week. <laughs>